Hello, and welcome to Babblings of a 20-something. Babblings is an audio diary podcast. It's my stream of consciousness and really my quarter-life crisis attempt at redirection. You get it. It's hosted by me, Allianne, and each week I'm going to babble about what's going on in my life, the lessons I'm learning, but like really just all the shitty dating that I'm doing. I have got to talk to somebody about this. Basically, I'm documenting my 20-somethings for all of our entertainment and maybe... Just maybe you can relate. If not, it's at least going to be funny. (laughs) As always, explicit and graphic content warning. I just really, really want to put that out there. Who knows what I'm going to say, and I will talk about it explicitly and graphically. Seriously, if you're going to get offended, don't listen. I'm, I'm really just saying that because I don't want any of my family to text me. You know? You get it. Anyways, love you and enjoy. Welcome back to Babblings of a 20-something. Shimmer and stars. I am the star. I am the light. I am everything you want. I just made that up. I hope you like that. Also, I was making this song up earlier when I was walking. Ready? Check this out. All I do every day is talk to myself all day. Hey, hey. I came up with that after I was done. I was outside talking to myself um, by my mailbox. And somebody saw me and they were like, just like, give me a look. And I'm like, this is what I do. Okay? This is what I do. I talk to myself all day, every day. And that's why I have this podcast. It's been a while. It's probably been a month, almost. Maybe legitimately a month since I recorded. Guys, a lot happened. Um, My family and close friends there was a death um that really kind of a shocking that got all of us and um I was sick I've been kind of in hermit mode and yeah that's kind of what's been going on but now I'm back bitches and I'm ready to chat I've got my water and my coffee over here and in like 10 minutes I need to take this zinc cold therapy tablet again because the throat is just itchy and I think it's just allergies, but you know what? I'm not getting, I'm not getting sick. Hell no. I, I think I've talked about this a little bit before, have been getting into tarot and I really enjoy tarot and I think I, on one episode, I had a card, my pick a day card out and I said, oh, maybe you guys want to learn about this. Yeah, I've just been really diving into tarot and feeling like I'm finding my rhythm with it now and it's been seven months that I've been doing it and anyways um a thought came to me that maybe for every episode I would do a pick a card for you guys kind of a collective message pick a card and then I can also explain the card to you it's gonna help me continue to learning the tarot which is why I do a pick a card is to like try and like learn the tarot because it's a lot there's a lot of information um so to teach you about the cards but then this also might be a message for you or some wisdom or something that you can take on with you for the rest of your week so we are going to start with a tarot pick a card i already shuffled and cut this deck for you guys and put my intention that like 
I wanted it to be a collective message, so we're gonna do a pick a card. I did want to look on the bottom. I haven't looked yet. I cut the deck. Um, on the bottom, I don't take reversals, by the way. Also, it's just too much to think about right now. On the bottom, ten of swords, six of swords, emperor. But really, let's talk about ten of swords on the bottom. Um, this is some completion energy, but. In my deck, the magpie is on the ground surrounded by all of these swords because he's um, exhausted from having to go through all that he did. But anyways, so that could be some collective energy. You know, you feel like you've got to the end, but you're exhausted. Um, you're feeling a little burdened or you're ready to release. You're maybe saying, was it worth collecting all 10 of these swords. Also, swords is the suite of communication. It's air, thinking. So, <clears throat> could be a lot of thoughts, a lot of new information. Was it worth, you know, doing all of that now that I have it all? And then I just want this one. Pick a card, nine of cups. Interesting. Um, this is your wish card. So we've got nine of cups as your pick a card. Um, I mean, this is the wish card. Uh, we're in the cup suite, which is water signs, um, emotions, romance, friendships, family, life. This in the nine of cups is the wish card. It's your wish is coming true. What you've been wanting coming to you, a relationship fulfilling, something like that. Um, the opposite, though, of it, I also kind of think of it, too, because, like, the opposite, same kind of with the Nine of Pentacles, but I see the Nine of Pentacles as kind of a fat cat, too, and I kind of see that with the Nine of Cards, because there's always can be a little disillusion when you think you have everything or your wishes come true, um, and you might not always want what you wished for, too. So that's important to keep in mind with the Nine of Cups. But it's a very, very good card. It's a wish come true. So love and light and blessings to you guys. Um, thank you if you <laughs> sat through that. I'm going to keep trying to do this. It's going to be really good for me to help myself continue to learn, to teach you guys. And not really just learn, but also help me articulate the meaning of the cards. Because I haven't had a, really any practice of drawing cards for other people I'm mostly doing it for myself um and I understand my like chaotic jibber jabber in my head that um doesn't necessarily work when you're trying to read for someone else so yeah I had Reiki um a week or two ago and as we're moving into March, it's March, we just had their Virgo full moon, Saturn is moving, all the planets are moving. March is a big um, astrological month. And it was really funny because my Reiki session, I really didn't get any messages, and sometimes because sometimes I do. But um, my Reiki practitioner, she was just like, you really, it's almost like your guides are saying now is the time to step in or step out, you know, get on the horse, get on the horse, or you're going to miss the horse, you know, kind of like that. And 
So I don't know if anybody else needs to hear that message. For some reason, I just felt like sharing that. Um, but March is a big month. We're going to come up with the spring equinox. We have a new moon in Aries at the end. You know, it's really like the astrological new year is going to be happening. So if you've been feeling called to something, I want to encourage you to do it. If you've been having something in your bones that you are thinking about and you think, oh, that could be such a great idea and I could turn it into this and it's on your mind and you know it's something you want to do, do it. That's how I was with this podcast. Um, you know, it started out as an audio diary, but for a year I was just really like feeling in my bones the need to share and to share with you guys and with my friends and I thought, you know, well, I'll just talk to myself. And then it was like, no, I do want to share my stories and my life with other people. And I don't know why that was such a feeling inside of me. I think that's still to play out. It's still to come. We're still hammering away. But um, go for it. Step into it. Now is the time because... Literally, now is the time to shit or get off the pot with whatever is going on or that you want in your life. Do you guys know all the drama from Vanderpump Rules? If you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, you're going to want to fast forward because I'm not going to like, I'm not recapping. Like, if you haven't been in for the last 13 seasons, go ahead and skip forward because we've been initiated. Okay. I did my time to be able to know what was going on when a moment like this came. So yeah, put in the work, bitch. And then you can know the drama. Then you can know the tea. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've just seen a couple people say things like that. And I'm like, yeah, all these people are like, well, tell me what's going on. No, no, I can't tell you 13 years worth of shit. I cannot seriously. Um, <laughs> but isn't, I just thought it was so devastating. So Tam, Tam, yeah, we'll call him Tam, fucking loser. Tom Sandoval cheated on his partner of 10 years, Ariana Maddox, with one of their co-stars on the show Vanderpump Rules, Raquel, Rachel. Her name is allegedly really Rachel. Um, and she's just a fangirl who changed her name like Jax did. Jax is really Jason. He was an old character. See, this is why I can't explain. You just have to know, okay? This is why I can't get into it too much. Um, and then I lost my train of thought. And then I lost my train of thought. Oh. And, you know, things like this happen, and I'm like, oh, my God. But I'm never really shocked because I hold space for humans to do anything. Um, I think we are capable of just about all the things I know we are, and I think anybody is capable of doing anything. So does it shock me that he cheated on her? No. Also because he cheated on his girlfriend before her with Ariana, you know? So it's like, this is, this is who he is. And I think Raquel is getting a lot of hate. And usually I'm always like lean less on the women, you know, and more on the man. But in this case, it's really equal, equal for me because Raquel knows Ariana, you know, they know each other. She, 
They fucked on the couch while Ariana was sleeping upstairs. How dirty and low do you have to be to do that? That's so dirty and low. And honestly, scares the shit out of me because I was in a relationship with a person that would do that to me. Okay. Do I know for a fact that that ever happened? I do not believe that that ever happened. Would he have been capable of doing that to me? A thousand percent. I hold that out a thousand percent. He would be capable of doing it. Would have been capable of doing that to me. A thousand percent. Because um, he was a cheater. But anyways, so I just really feel for Ariana. And I just don't know how you can be that woman. And know that someone you know and are friends with is upstairs. And you're sleeping with their mate. Like, to be in the home is a whole nother situation. To have this seven-month-long emotional affair with matching necklaces is so disgusting on both of their behalves. Mostly on Tom, right? He's the majority of the fault because he was the one that was in a partnership with Ariana and did not break off that partnership with before getting in it with Raquel. However, though, Raquel's going to get a little bit more heat from me than another mistress would because you're not dumb, okay? You're not dumb. Stop playing dumb. You know what you were doing. And I think that that's low, 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 low and dirty. But we all know that feeling, right? I was watching a TikTok. It was Teffy. And she was talking about it. Go watch her TikToks because I really like the way that she talked about, um, you know, she was kind of dissecting the idea of how you get your man is how you lose him or whatever. She's really expanding on that. Um, but one of the things she said was, you know, she can relate to that feeling. That And I can too. That just gut-wrenching, heart-dropping. You've been lying to me. You do not respect me in the way that I thought that you did. You do not respect our relationship in the way that I thought you did. And it's also embarrassing. But I know that feeling and that heart, that that drop, that gut-wrenching drop is, it sucks to be cheated on. It really does. It's, it changes the way you look at things. It changes the way um, you trust. And like for me, I was, it was years of this kind of like emotional cheating with like random people and the other way it like rewired my brain I think because it happened so much and I was like being twisted around to like let it go and that it wasn't actually happening it's like you get used to it at some point or you just start expecting it but no like people don't cheat everybody does everybody doesn't cheat. And it's such, such, such a cop-out. It's such a cowardly way to act in a relationship, to not be honest and respectful to the other person that you have told, that you will be honest with and respect. You've told them. You've told them you love them. You told them nothing will ever change. You've had conversations where you think, Oh, we can have these mature conversations where if something was wrong, he would come to me with it. What a cowardly, cowardly approach to not actually end the relationship before starting the one with Raquel. It's so cowardly. It's so down, dirty, and low. And it's really a 
the shittiest thing that you can do to somebody besides killing them. Before all of this came out, I was listening to a podcast about Vanderpump Rules. Oh, it's the Sup podcast. I love them. Um, and they were like, wanted to tell Schwartz, you don't have to do this. And that just made me think, hot take, hot take, hot take. Everyone in their life needs someone to say, you don't need to do this. You don't need to be here. You don't need to do this. You can go home, pack that shit up and go back to Indiana, pack that shit up and go back to Florida. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, of these, like, influencers and, like, these children in L.A., they're like, blah, blah, blah. I feel like somebody needs to say, you don't have to do this. You can go home and work at Sally's and, like, have a good-ass time. Like, you don't have to do this. I feel like everybody needs, you know, you don't have to be in this relationship. You don't have to be at this job. You don't have to do anything. Stop making it seem like you have to do something. I am the queen of reminding myself that I don't have to do anything at all. So if you need me to be the reminder, I will tell you, you don't need to do that. You don't have to be here. What if that does not work for you, don't do it. Maybe there's money, you know? Maybe there's fame, like in these um, Bravo celeb world, you know, they get this fame. You get this money, you get this camaraderie, you get this connection. If you're in a relationship, you get the status of being in a relationship. We won't even get into that today, but that's, if there's anything I've learned post-breakup is the status you gain being in a relationship with someone in like the greater world, right? So you get that, you get the partner, you get the look, you get the photos on Facebook that look like you're happy. But if you're not, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Honestly, truthfully, believe that in your soul. Now, is it a good idea to take that to the nth degree? Literally. Coming from my Taurus son, I would say yes. But no, it's not, right? There are some things that we don't want to do that we do that we do do, <laughs> do do, that we do for the people we love, um, for the people we care about. We do it because we have to make money somehow. We do it because, you know, our kids need us, or we do it because our mental health sucks right now, but if we would just go outside, it would be fine. But being in a relationship, being in a job, being in a situation that does not serve you, being in a city, being in a home, being in a friend group, if you don't want to be there, don't be there. You don't have to do this. You don't. And a lot of that comes from superficiality, right? The superficial world of celebrities and influencers and rich people. And I'm sorry, but like, oh, that's such a bullshit. Um, I was once a very materialistic person and not that long ago. You know, it's a really a change that's happened in the last two years. So one's a very materialistic person and very focused on the future and the house I was going to build and the things I was going to have and the designer bags, the clothes and my man and my car. So I was going to have, you know, these dreams of things that I want, but a, 
a lot of that is still my dream, but a lot of that was attached to certain, you know, having a Range Rover, having a Chanel purse, right? Not just having a nice quality purse, having these name brand things, because for me, that's the symbol of status, right? We've been shoved in our face that that is status and status is what's most important. And I think in this new age, that's what's going to be tumbling down because I, I was actually just walking out of the park this morning and I quite literally have zero dollars to my name, <laughs> quite literally. Um, but I've never been happier in my life. Don't wanna cry. It's like, what were we do? What is, you know, what are we doing all of this for? And I'm still young, you know, so I really didn't waste time. And I'm so grateful to be learning these lessons early. And I'm sure lessons that I'll have to learn over and over and over again, because life throws, throws things at you and things change. And But I literally have zero dollars to my name and I've never been happier. And I think a lot of that is because I'm not stressed about, about having zero dollars to my name because I have everything that I want. I can beat myself. I live in an apartment, you know, that's my perfect little hovel. I, I'm sorry, I'm crying. I'm just such a grateful little shit. It's annoying. Getting, growing up has made me so emotional. <gasps> Um, you know, it's warm. I have my shows. I have my phone. I have my car. Like, you know, I have everything that I need. And in the past, when I still had everything that I needed and everything taken care of and still had zero dollars to my name, that was extremely stressful for me because it meant that I was not worth anything because I didn't have any money. I'm not worth anything because I didn't have any money. Or I wasn't worth anything because I had to do everything I could do now in order to set me up for 10 years. You know, so focused on that. If I don't have any money now, how am I going to have money in 10 years? You're going to somehow, some way, you're going to have money in 10 years. I don't know what to tell you, Allie. But to calm the fuck down and that you don't need to do this. You don't need to play into the superficiality. When you look at these influencers and you look at them just showing shit off, it's disgusting, honestly. You know how many people are suffering so horribly? The wealth gap is worse than it was when during the French Revolution. Which is why revolution is coming! All revolutionaries stand by. All of this stuff also recently happened, like with Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez and Kylie Jenner. And it's just so gross. Just be fucking happy. Just go sit in your mansion. Go look at the ocean. Eat a $40 salad. In your $3,000 outfit. And smile. But it goes to show you that once again, money does not buy happiness. It doesn't. However, and I will say this, and I will say this to the day that I die, money does not buy happiness, but it is a lot nicer to cry in a Benz than to cry in a 2002 Ford Focus. 
I'll let you know that right now. It is a lot easier to cry when you don't have to worry about paying your bills. So no, it's not going to buy you happiness, but it buys you security, right? And I just bring this up because like I said, I was once a very superficial person. I was once very materialistic and wanted all of these things. And, and I'm a Taurus and I love luxury and I love of the finest things. Um, but I realized that the shit that everybody's pushing to us, like Kylie, like all of these celebrities, um, those are not the finest things in the world. You can find the finer things in the world for much cheaper. You can make the finest things in the world yourself. You can create, you can feel, you can live, you can have the finest things in the world all inside of you. You don't need it externally. And I think that's the point of what I'm saying is we don't need these external things. We don't need the house, the car, the bags, the we don't need the status. We don't need we don't need it to be happy and to be human and to be whole and to have the finest things in the world. Because you actually are the finest thing in the world. You are. And you can find that in yourself. And once you find that in yourself, the way that your reality is going to change could be amazing. But we have to stop holding these people who are just rich and who don't care about us on this higher standard or on this pedestal. We need to hold ourselves on that pedestal. Hold yourself on that pedestal. Not Kylie Jenner because she's a fake billionaire, right? That was all faked. <laughs> like the whole Times article, like the Times cover, like we're like, billionaire, self-made, like that was, that was all faked. That came out that they faked, they faked like documents in order to make it look like it was, but it wasn't actually. I'm watching um, the Murdaugh, Alec Murdaugh trial. He is accused of killing well, he is, was accused. He's now convicted and sentenced to life on two counts of murder for killing his wife and son. Watching this trial, it's this wealthy family in, um, I don't know if we're in North Carolina or South Carolina. Probably South Carolina. Or North Carolina. I don't know. It's this wealthy white family who seems to have everything that they need. You know, multiple properties, hunting, boats, cars, guns. You know, your prominent white Southern family. But because what they had wasn't enough, because what he had wasn't enough in his life, he had to steal millions and millions and millions of dollars from his his lawyer, from his clients who were victims, kind of like Tom Girardi, embezzled all and stole all this money in order to feed his lifestyle and his pill addiction, apparently. And what happened is all of these things eventually catch up to you. Eventually, all of these lies, all of these webs of lies and hurting people and stepping on people and doing whatever you need to do so that you can have the best, finest things in life and look like you are the best and have the best status. What happens is that eventually all piles up and you kill your wife and son because the superficiality, the materialism, the optics, the status is more important than facing what you did. And they'll never come back. So that's an extreme example, but it's just really got me thinking 
Because, you know, there's so many ugly things that happen in these powerful families. You know, these powerful, rich families. So many ugly things happen because they think that they can. And a lot of the times in, in cover-ups in order to protect an image. And he didn't get the death sentence. Um, but the judge said when he was sentencing, sentencing him to life, he said, you know, I don't disagree that the prosecution, the state, didn't want to go for the death penalty. You know, that's fine. But it, he said, it's interesting how you and your family who have run this county in South Carolina for a hundred years, run justice. They did go after death sentences. And the judge said this probably for lesser crimes. And that got me because also probably a lot of black and brown people, right? A lot of low income people, they were justice in this town for a hundred years and they sentenced people to death for lesser crimes or less egregious crimes. Now is the time to pay attention to who you follow, to who you like, and who you put on a pedestal. Now is the time to go inward because this is, this is the extreme side of that superficiality, that materialism. It gets very, very dark when you're constantly searching for external things to satisfy you instead of looking internally. And that road can lead you to hurting everyone in your life. You guys, I also finally watched for the first time the Blackfish documentary about SeaWorld. Like, I knew about it, and I knew the gist. Oh. Excuse me. I even helped and co-founded um, our friend group that's called Dolphin Free. Um, you decide what dolphin free means. It was really just a funny joke. Um, is it, are we freeing the dolphins or are we making sure that like tuna is dolphin free? You know, it's kind of funny, but anyways, little inside joke there that I popped for you, but yeah, no, I already knew just watching it. It's just so devastating, especially when you look at these animals and I did a little researching, and so I have some articles that I'm going to link for you guys just kind of about orcas in, in captivity, and it was just very interesting because these are extremely emotional, intelligent beings. Extremely, extremely intelligent and extremely emotionally intelligent. How do you not see that, you know, when you look at them? And you see them in the wild, traveling as a family for their entire lives, you know, in their pods and them calling out to each other. How do you not see that this is a living being that you've trapped? How do you not see? I mean, how do you go from the ocean to a swimming pool? From the ocean being your, your home? Vast all across the world and continents deep 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 down to where we don't know the ocean goes from being your home to a pool it's just devastating honestly and inhumane and you see them the ones that in captivity having these um effects 
and personality traits or that like just things that you wouldn't see in the wild. Like they're so aggressive and they're not in the, like real aggression or, um, they have the, their, their top fins are flapped over. Nobody in the wild has their top fin flapped over. And just like, just look at that fin. That's so sad to me. There's this story in the documentary where they're talking about separating a baby whale from its mother and how upset this mother whale was and how she just screamed and cried for hours. And it was these wavelengths, these sound wavelengths that they'd never even heard before, that they'd never seen a whale attempt, which means she was doing something They'd never seen before. They'd never seen a whale attempt to try and make their voice carry that far. To try and get to her kid. Just like a mother would in the real world. Ugh, God. If you have time to watch it, watch it. If you've already watched it, great. Yeah, I'll have some links below to learn more and to help save the dolphins not the dolphins that's my organization dolphin free oh well save the orcas before i leave you guys i've got a little book wreck i'm not done with this but i started it and it's fun it's um multiple pov if you're into that but it's sweet soft plenty of rhythm by laura warrell i hope you said you, i said your last name correctly i'll read you the um the synopsis i'll read you the synopsis um it's 2013 and Circus Palmer, a 40-year-old Boston-based trumpet player, an old-school ladies' man, lives for his music and refuses to be tied down. Before a gig in Miami, he learns that the woman who is secretly closest to his heart, the free-spirited drummer Maggie, is pregnant by him. Instead of facing the necessary conversation, Circus flees, setting off a chain of interlocking revelations from the various women in his life. Most notably, notably among them is his teenage daughter, Coco who idolizes him and is an awakening to her own sexuality, even as her mentally fragile mother struggles to overcome her rejection by circus. Delivering a lush orchestration of diverse female voices, Worrell has penned a provocative and gripping novel about the perennial dangers of desire and the answer to the age-old question, how do we find belonging when love is unrequited? Yeah, I started this. It's really good so far. Um... I got the, his daughter's name is Coco, and her first chapter is so interesting. I don't want to spoil it, but it's about her at school, right? Like, we talked, like, it said in the synopsis, she's having her sexual awakening. And, um, it's a really interesting story about her crush on her teacher and how that, um, unravels and what we find out with that. So, um... If you guys are interesting and want to read along with me, sweet, soft, plenty of rhythm. I, when I finish this, hope, I mean, I could finish this by the next podcast episode and I'm reading like multiple things. So, um, but when I do finish it, we can do a little recap. Also, I kind of want to do a book club. Do you guys want to do a book club? <laughs> Let me know if you want to do a book club. Um. Maybe I'll hold off on finishing this and this can be the first book that we read because it's really well written. It's really interesting um, um, and has some really interesting black voices and black perspectives in it. So 
Yeah, let me know. I don't know how we would do it, but I would love to start a Babblings book club. So let me know. Without further ado, I will let you go. Remember, all your wishes are coming true. I hope you were careful what you wished for. Learn to live another day. Love yourself. Look internally instead of externally. Fuck capitalism. Fuck the 1%. I'm an eat the rich kind of gal, so. Stand by, because we about to eat those bitches. Bye. Woohoo! You made it! Thank you for listening to Babblings of a 20-something. Babblings is produced, edited, and hosted by yours truly, Allie Ann. You can find Babblings across podcast platforms and watch the full episode with video on our YouTube channel. Check out our website with all of the links and descriptions. It's down there somewhere in the show notes. You'll get it. Okay, love you. Bye.